In this episode, we are going to be talking with Anna Laura Brown about the struggles of not getting employed full time for five years. She's going to give us some different advice as to what worked for her with getting employed and how she was able to change and apply what she learned in those five years to just recently this last year. So stay tuned if you need help with figuring out how to get hired. Hey guys, welcome to our mess. This is episode three. We have Miss Anna Laura Brown here with us who's joining us. So Anna Laura, can you just give a brief little introduction about yourself? Like where are you working? Things like that. Sure. Yeah. So now as of, you know, this recording, I have a part-time health coaching business and health and wellness. I'm a podcaster, a blogger, a doTERRA wellness advocate, things like that. And then I have a full-time job as a tech sales rep. But what we're going to talk about today is the long journey that I had when I spent a lot more time unemployed or underemployed. It was a little bit of both than I would like to be. And so if those of you who are, if any of you are listening to this and you are currently in that situation, either don't have a job or you have a job that is not what you want, that doesn't pay very much, and you're really struggling in the job arena, then you want to keep listening because I have some really good words of wisdom and advice for you. And I have been there, done that, and I have a lot of sympathy for you. Yes, yes. I love that. It's a great introduction. So as we heard, obviously, we're going to be talking about kind of being unemployed. So how long were you unemployed for? Well, was technically totally only unemployed for like a year, but under grossly, yeah, full-time not employed for five years. Okay. And during those five years, I was trying to build my business, but I had a lot of issues with money mindset and the fact that I was just too broke. I couldn't invest the money that I needed to, to really get the business where I wanted it to. And I just, I just couldn't make it work. And so it was like one of those things where I really needed a full-time job and I just couldn't find one. What do you feel like made it so hard that you couldn't find employment? I think it was a combination of things. I think one thing is that a real lack of clarity around what it is that I actually wanted to do. The previous job that I had been let go from There were not a lot of other jobs in that field. And quite frankly, at the end of the day, they really didn't pay enough money either. I had borrowed, done the stupid thing and gotten a bunch of student loans. And those student loans made it to the point that I had to have a minimum amount of income. So it wasn't like I couldn't just go, you know, and this was back between 2004 to 2019. So it's not like I couldn't, you know, I mean, I could have probably gotten a full-time job at a grocery store and retail or whatever. And now those jobs have actually started to pay more. But back then, those jobs would not have paid anywhere enough to what I needed to cover my student loan and all my other expenses. And so it was like, I couldn't really practically just do that. Yeah. So were you on unemployment I was on unemployment for a year and then it ran out because you can only be on unemployment for a certain amount of time. Okay. I ran out of unemployment and I was completely with nothing for about three months before I got a job that was about a 30 hour a week seasonal job that went from May through October. Okay. 
And was that a, um, like a min minimum wage type job or? Like it was a base minimum wage plus commissions for sales. Okay. So ultimately I definitely made more than minimum wage, right. but it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't a career job and it wasn't the kind of job that you made a lot of money doing. Yeah. So have you always been in sales then? No, actually. And that was part of the challenge I had when I got laid off. I was a librarian actually. So that was what part of the challenge was, is that I had not, I had done sales. I actually worked for Ballet West in their sales and marketing department in college. So I had done sales at that point. And then I had also worked for anybody that's from Utah, back the old ZCMI, and then they got bought out and then they went through a couple different changes at different stores. So I had worked there in college as well in retail, but I had never really done like full-time professional sales. No. Okay. So when you were looking for a job, what was the specific title that you were looking for? You know, initially I started out trying to get another library job, even though I knew it would be kind of an uphill battle. I started it and then I started trying to get jobs. I wasn't a certified teacher, but I had the degree. So I started to get jobs that were kind of around education. I didn't really want to actually go teach in a junior high or high school. So I tried to get like college teaching or like different kinds of things like that because I had a master's degree so you know and not a PhD but you know when you have a master's degree sometimes you can get those kind of jobs and then it kind of evolved to the point that I was just applying for anything and everything that it seemed like I was eligible for that had a decent salary and it was kind of just the I don't I know this terminology may not be the greatest thing ever to say but the spray and pray method is kind of just like (laughs) Like hurry and change your your, uh, resume really fast to say all the skills that they need. Skills and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So when you were, you, how many like um, jobs did you have that were part-time that you ended up taking until you got hired on full-time? So I had that job and I worked that job for full the full time like every day basically like the 30 to 40 hours a week for a full four summer seasons and the fifth summer season I actually worked it just on Saturdays and a couple Sundays because I was saving I had gotten so bad in such bad debt and other financial trouble that even though I'd gotten my full-time job by then then the guy that was running the company could still use the help on the weekends that I was doing it both so I worked for six months, the first six months of my new full-time job, like six to seven days a week. Okay. So you could pay off all of your debt and stuff. Exactly. I did that. And then I got pretty lucky because the owner of that company knew somebody who ran another seasonal business during the winter. And so the first two seasons, I worked for his friend's company for during the winter. So I, and that was full-time, but not a ton of pay, but I still had the job. So I basically worked summer and winter, two different jobs. And then when the third season came around, I just had gotten really sick and tired of it. And I just couldn't handle it. And so I went and got a job and I was working at Macy's during the winter. But that didn't extend over quite as much. So I didn't have, you know, I didn't, I had a few months gap. And at one point I actually even was the Easter bunny at the mall. (laughs) awesome I love that (laughs) it makes for a good story and for a good laugh but that's about it because they don't pay you a lot of money and 
those bunny costumes, those character costumes are so hot. Yes. It made me realize that I do not know how on earth the characters that do Disneyland and stuff like that, how they managed to do that because it was just so, so hot. And actually, quite frankly, pretty boring because there weren't a lot of people all the time. You know, you'd have certain shifts where they'd get kind of busy, but then other shifts where there weren't a whole lot of people. So you're just standing and sitting around trying to wave at all the kids. And it was, yeah, <laughs> it was an experience. Let's put it that way. So when you were looking for these jobs, did you tell people that you were like unemployed, like your family and friends? Did you talk about that with them? Mm -hmm. Okay. And how was their response with it? Well, so I got so desperate financially that I couldn't afford my rent and I'm single. So I didn't have, you know, like another spouse with a job bringing in money. And I had to, after the year, so it was actually right before I, well, no, it was, we had kind of made the decision that I was going to do it, but then I didn't actually move in till a couple of weeks after I started for the seasonal summer job, I actually had to move back home with my parents, which had to just swallow my pride and do it because I didn't have any money. And the previous two months I'd had to borrow, well, so I'll borrow money from my parents to pay for my rent. So it was pretty bad. So I was back at home with my parents. So they knew that I obviously was in really big financial trouble. And yeah. I did tell everybody. I think there were a lot of things that contributed to it. So one of the things was a lack of clarity about what I really wanted to do with my life as far as something that would pay me enough money and that would actually, you know, I had the skill set for and that there were actually enough jobs, enough openings out there. Also, I think in the beginning, a lot of employers would look at my resume and wonder why I wasn't trying to go be a librarian, even though there aren't that many jobs or that much pay. So I would get rejected a lot because I was too overqualified. I was applying for jobs that were not seen as, why do you want to do this? Like, you know, and now I'm far enough in my career that I don't even put down that I ever was a librarian on my resume because I don't have to. It's been nine years now and I'm in a totally different career. So, you know. Yeah. So have you been liking doing the sales route? Is that like a completely different concept of a job that you would have ever thought you would have tried for? You know, I think in the beginning, it was a really different concept because it really almost, it's kind of funny because even towards the end, when I started applying for sales jobs, it never really occurred to me to try to do tech sales. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, because I'm a pretty techie person. I actually had considered doing computer information systems and computer science in college at one point. So it's like, I don't know why it didn't occur to me that if I wasn't going to create it, I could go sell it. Yeah. You know, and I don't know why it just didn't really ever occur to me, but it just didn't until I actually stumbled across the job listing for the original first job, the full-time job that I finally got. And this is another thing, too, to keep in mind. As I was reading through the job listing, I was kind of like, uh, don't know if I'm really that qualified. Maybe I should apply anyway, you know. And so if you're listening to this and you're in this situation, just go for it. If you think you have even some of the skills, your skills don't have to match every job description perfectly. Yeah. Just go for it. And so I did and I took the leap and I ended up getting hired. So, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. And I think, um, so I used to work at a cafe, um, when I was in college, but I would help hire and more than not, I wasn't looking at like their resume. Like I would see like who they were as a person, like their experience, But I think when I would meet them in person, I wanted to see like their attitude, but then I also wanted to see like how I felt like they would be in the learning environment because it's so much easier to teach somebody like certain skills um, than it is to teach new attitudes. So that was something for us, like we would really try to make sure that like the attitude fit and versus the skill set because skills can be taught it's all about the personality that can't though yeah absolutely yeah and I think you know like I said last you know COVID did a number on us for a lot of reasons and changed a lot of things around the way the world goes but I think in the last four or five years too it's gone more to the point that a lot of employers, especially the ones, you know, like the retail and the restaurants and things like that, they're so desperate for help. They don't care what your resume looks like. No. But I know back when I was first looking for a job, people were still at that time a little bit pickier about wanting people they thought were going to stay over the long term. And so if you applied and you had master's degrees, they didn't really want to take you. Yeah. But now that's kind kind of gotten to the point where they're so desperate for help that any able-bodied sane person who actually is capable of doing the job they don't really care they'll probably hire yeah so so what would you say was the number one thing that helped you get the jobs that you got hired for because you got hired for how many part-time did you say three I had three or four different part-time jobs so I think in in the beginning, I think, well, a couple of things. There was obviously not a lot of people interested in doing the jobs that I was doing because they were seasonal and not, you know, just not a lot of interest and especially not a lot of interest from people that are actually capable because later on during the last two seasons that I ran the summer job. So what I did is I was running a sightseeing tour bus company. We had to hire a lot of some additional seasonal staff and I got stuck doing the interviews and hiring and good grief. Some of the people that came to the interviews, I was like, Oh man, this is who I get to pick from. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, looking back now, knowing that that's kind of how things are, I can easily see why the company owner hired me is because I definitely had a lot more, should we say my act put together. I was a lot more responsible. I was, you know, I knew what I was doing and I wasn't going to just dump things. Whereas a lot of other people just were totally irresponsible, didn't show up for work, constantly quitting, constantly having all kinds of issues. And so, yeah, I can easily see why he hired me. Yeah. So like when you were helping hire, what would you say, what you looked for? Like what helped you hire other people? I looked for people initially that would have some kind of customer service experience that would show up to the interview looking nice, but not looking like too over the top that also would, you know, just had a good presence about them and that had a track record of being responsible and honest and, you know, you knew you could trust them and that they would do a good job. I mean, I obviously didn't do a perfect job because of the way even back then, the way the job market was, it was still rough. <laughs> and I hired some really good people and I hired some real dumps that I kind of wished I hadn't, but you know. 
I think that will happen no matter what, when you hire people, because when you have a good feeling, you have to kind of hire them. And then sometimes that feeling comes to nip you in the butt a little bit, but yeah. So what would you say, um, if you could go back to yourself when you were in your like lowest of lows, moving back in with your parents, not having jobs, super in debt, what would that advice be that you would either want somebody to tell you or that you wish you could go back and tell yourself? I think a couple things. So one thing would be get really crystal crystal clear on exactly what you want, Mm -hmm. because you've probably anybody who's read any kind of self-development books or anything like that, say that what you want in life shows up to the extent that you are super clear about what you want. And I was not clear about what I wanted. You know, I knew that at some point I wanted my business to do really, really well. But even then, I don't think I was super clear about that. So, you know, I was just lacking a lot of clarity in a lot of areas. And that did not serve me at all. So I think that's really one thing. The other thing that I wish I'd done a little more is I did go through some career counseling, like with the unemployment office and even a few other places, but I wish that I had probably, because of the level of professionalism and the fact that I had these degrees and things, I wish I had hired a professional resume writer and potentially even an actual paid professional coach Mm -hmm. for career coach, because even though that would have cost me a lot of money, it would have still, you know, paid off and really helped in the long run. Do you think you would end up where you are now had you done that? Or do you think you would be in a different place? It's hard to say. You know, I might, I might've been there. I might've gone somewhere else. I just remember finally just telling to my parents while I was waiting to find out if I had gotten this job that I, that I finally got, that if I don't get this, my parents had a neighbor that had just moved back from DC to Utah who was a professional resume writer. I'd be like, I'm going to have to go hire her to help me write my resume, even if it's going to cost me money if I don't get this job, because this is just not going. Yeah. And it does help speed up the process. But like you said, it kind of can be scary because you're having to pay money that essentially you're not getting. But sometimes, I mean, yours went on for five years without that full-time unemployment. Wouldn't that have been so much help, like so much more helpful had it only been maybe a year and a half of an unemployment or even half of five years, you know, two and a half years of unemployment mm-hmm. and then hiring somebody getting in that much quicker. You know, it's, it's always scary to bet on yourself. I feel like, I feel like that's kind of what it is. Absolutely. It is. And then I feel like the other thing that happened a little bit is To some degree, it was not super beneficial that I was able to move back in with my parents because I know not everybody even has that option because then I got a little bit complacent because I had my two part-time, you know, my two basically seasonal jobs. And even though it really wasn't what I needed, I got a little bit pickier and lazier when it came to applying for new jobs because it was kind of like, well, I have these and, you know, so, (laughs) yeah. So if, if you were like if you were to help coach me let's say I have been unemployed for six plus months what would the advice be that you would give me then 
biggest advice I would give you would be to go back and look at what kinds of jobs are you applying for and what kinds of jobs do you not only do you want, but what kinds of jobs do you really qualify for and where can you really use your skills? And I also would recommend that you, I think the show was, I don't think he was doing the show and his book has definitely come out since then, but I would research the Ken Coleman show and some of the books by Ken Coleman. He's a Dave Ramsey personality and he's the one that focuses on careers and jobs because he's got like a lot of his books. He's come out with a couple different books that are really, really good ones called The Proximity Principle. And I'm trying to remember what the other one's called. I have both of them, but they have just a lot of really good advice about job hunting and networking and careers and changing your job and getting to a higher level career-wise. So I, they're really good. I would recommend those two as well. That's awesome. So would you say that you've learned how to clarify what it is you want? Or do you still feel like you're learning how to be more clear on no, I definitely have. I have definitely clarified it for sure. And I actually got laid off again at the end of March this year, but I was only unemployed for six weeks. So that definitely tells you that I have figured out how to do this a lot yeah, more than the last time. Five yeah. years is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Good. That's awesome. Good for you. So, well, thank you, Miss Anna Lara. Do you have anything else that you would like to share on this topic. I don't think so. I think like that's it at all. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, where can people follow you? Cause you said you have your own blog and your own podcast. I do. So you can, they can go to analarabrown.com. So that's my homepage of my website has a link to my podcast. My podcast is called autoimmune rehab because what I do on my podcast is I interview people, primarily women, but I've had a few men come on who have autoimmune disorders because that's what I came from and that's what I help people with. <laughs> Sorry there. No, you're good. <laughs> so analarbrown.com. And then what is the podcast? One more time. It's called Autoimmune Rehab. Autoimmune rehab. Okay, perfect. And is there like a, a Instagram page that those are connected to, or is just mainly your website the best place to find? Mainly all my that? website, but if people want to follow me on Instagram, they can too. Which is Analar Brown Wellness is what I'm under on Instagram. Okay, we just heard Miss Anna Laura Brown's story of going five years of not having a consistent employment or full time. If you resonate with that or need help with her, she left all of her things that you can go and follow to keep up with her and her autoimmune podcast as well that she talks about. So what's really important is yet again, here's a story of where we don't have to feel like we are alone. Anna Laura Brown was really lucky to have her family there for her. Uh, when she needed her help to go out but she like she said she had to swallow her pride and go move back in with her parents I think it's really important that sometimes when we do our self-reflections that we have to be super honest with ourselves and like she said swallow our pride so with that if you guys have any stories that you're wanting me to share but you want to keep it anonymous make sure you email me at baileycarlson at shestandstrong.com or you can message me or DM me at the Bailey Carlson. Now, if you guys are feeling like you want to follow or leave a review, 
that would be great. So that way we can make sure that we are hitting the audiences and helping you guys. Uh, that's what we're here for. We're here to help everyone feel like they're not alone. Uh, welcome, welcoming everyone to all our own messes that we have in our lives. So make sure that you follow and leave a review and comment below. So that way we can make sure that we're improving because that's what we're, life is about. Life is about eternal progression. And uh, with that, stay tuned for our next episode.